kissfm.com.au. What's up, Melbourne? Welcome back to another episode of Open Deck with your boy VZ. We're doing the top 10 DJs in Melbourne series while we count down to episode 100 of the show. And this week, I'm super excited because I've got one of the funniest dudes in Melbourne, awesome DJ, an incredible producer coming on the show. If you've been around Melbourne, you're going to know his name. It's Mr. Jono Toscano joining us a little bit later on. But let's just get straight into the tunes for the first halfie. Gonna kick it off with the weekends, the hills in the Callum Knight remix. Let's go.
girls wanna drink wine Tell the man not to waste your time If the man broke, the man he a joke So you gotta get loose with the henny and the coke Three, two, one, girls wanna have fun If the man don't dance, he's done Tell him move on, get the man gone Now can I get a coke with my rum? Three, six, nine, girls wanna drink wine Tell the man not to waste your time If the man broke, the man he a joke So you gotta get loose with the henny and the coke Three, two, one, girls wanna have fun If the man don't dance, he's done Tell him move on, get the man gone Now can I get a coke with my rum?
in the studio with Mr. Jono Toscano. How's it going, bro? Hey! Cheers, bro! <laughs> Let's start this off with a cheers, actually. Good cheers, idea. Cheers, mate. Thanks How, for having me. No worries, man. How's things been going? It's been a minute. Dude, it's been a year, I believe. Yeah, uh, pretty much. A lot's on. changed. I've learned a lot about myself since I saw you last. Like, um, I now know the perfect growth length of my, of my facial hair is after five days. <laughs> So anything after that, it gets a little bit long. Anything before that, I start to look like uh, a teenager again. So you've just gone on a bit of a learning journey to just yes. discover your own body. Yes, I've learned a lot about myself, <laughs> mate, since I last saw you. Um, but I know you've been super busy, dude. Like you have so much going on on your socials. Like, I mean, you're putting out content all over social media with the bedroom uh, to main room courses that you're doing. Um, you've also got um, your, your podcast sort of thing that you're doing with the Jono Shout. Um, and, you know, you're still chucking out tunes, doing heaps of gigs, man. Like how are you finding time to do all this stuff? I smoke a lot of ice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, dude, no. Yeah, so I uh, I wasn't working uh, for a bit there. So what I was doing was I had a lot of downtime, obviously. Mm. Uh, hence why I had a lot of time to do the bedroom to main room content. Um, the reason I started the bedroom to main room stuff is just because I wanted to help people like start out DJing. Love uh, that. And it's not like it's not like uh, here. Hold my hand. I'm going to teach you how to DJ. It's like what you should learn if you want to get into the DJ scene. Mm. So obviously, as a DJ, you know there's a lot of politics and shit involved. So I try and explain and be very honest about you know what you're kind of stepping into if you're a young guy or girl wanting to get into the scene. Um, mm. So I had heaps of time to, to to get to nut that out. Hence why I did, uh, mm. and that's gone really good. And uh, actually, just on the weekend, I was with a guy. Chad, shout out to Chad from Portland of all places. Wow, okay. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he's, he's one of a hundred that live there. Um, he he said he, he really enjoyed the, the course and uh, that's all I want to hear, just uh, trying to help people as much as I can. Yep. Um, so that took up a bit, big chunk of my time, but look, I wasn't working at, at, at that time. Uh, and now, man, I'm just working sort of shift work. So I got a lot of time to sit down and do my own podcast again. Yep. Uh, and then even... The job I do at the airport, we have a lot of downtime in between sort of shit we have to do. So I take my laptop and just make tunes. Oh, really? You just make the most of it at work. Yeah. Sort of getting paid to do what you want to do plus yeah. doing your normal gig. Yeah, that's sick. But don't tell my manager. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening tonight. Um, but have you had much success from like the bedroom to main room? Have you had like anybody go on to do like some decent gigs, get like booked in that? Fuck or? no. <laughs> really? Nah. Well, no. So... I didn't really make it for people to like go, okay. And also, in my defense, it's only been out for like four or five months. Yeah. So, I mean, but 
Fuck if if sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but if someone's watched my bedroom to main room stuff and then in four months they've gone on to be big, then something I've done something right, obviously. Yeah. But no, I didn't really make the course for someone to, I guess, get big overnight. Yeah. You know, it's just more of a um a long term thing. Maybe, you know, in a few years' time someone will, will be the next next Tiesto and he'll say, Hey, I watched your videos back in the day and that's when I'll fucking come back on you and tell you <laughs> that someone's done something. Maybe you can claim some royalties I'll claim or something. That shit, mate, for sure. 100%. Um, so where do you sort of see that bedroom to main room thing going? Do you want to con- continue that or is that just like a side project or like it, what, what's the idea? Yeah, it's probably more of a side thing. Um, I just sort of want to let people know that I, I can be approachable as I guess not a mentor but like mm. as I can offer advice along the way. Yeah. Like ongoing. Um... But I'm probably not going to do any more sort of videos and stuff about it. Yep. But if someone were to approach me and say, G'day, I need help doing this, I'm more than willing to reply and give them advice. Yeah, there's some good tips on there, man. Like yeah. I, I sussed it out and I'm like, yeah, I mean, if I was a brand new DJ, that would actually really help me. Um, you know, just the stuff around, I think it was like what I watched around, like why do people smash the Q button so much? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's, like the big, it's like the biggest DJ trait and people probably have no idea why people do that shit. <laughs> 100% man. Um, um, but man, that's good, man. I'm really keen to see how you go with that. And like, you know, people just need that mentor, that person to show them the first steps. Cause fuck man, I remember when I first started, just nobody's looks out for you. Nobody nah. wants to help you, nah. you know, and you, you just have to fight your own battle. But if you've got someone in your court just doing that, there's stuff, a lot of gatekeeping too, you know, like yeah. a lot of people will give you what you want to hear to an extent, but they won't give you the full, you know, like whole nine yards. They'll give yeah. you a little bit and then they'll make you work it. And I, mate, I'll fuck that. Yeah. You know, who gives a fuck, man? Like, just help each other out as yeah. much as you can. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not like going out there saying KFC need to give us their like, you know, secret spices sort of thing. <laughs> like, I understand that, but yeah. like, dude, you're a DJ. And I yeah. say this in the course, you're a DJ. You're not fucking solving the world's problems yeah. at the end of the day. No offense yeah. to all us DJs, but just help each other out. Nah, that's 100% right. Um, if there was one thing you would tell a new DJ starting out to, you know, stand out from the crowd, sort of get noticed, what would it be, do you reckon? Uh, probably try and focus and create a brand as soon as possible. Yeah. And produce music. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. People get up on stage and they play everybody else's track, which is sick. You know, people can be really good DJs, mm. but I, don't, I think the thing that makes you stand out the most is when you actually start making your own remixes, bootlegs, Definitely. your own stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's one thing you would say to avoid? So a brand new DJ comes up, thinks, you know, sometimes they just get this big head about them thinking they're, you know, the next Tiesto, for example, yeah, like you said. Like, what's one thing you think you would tell people to avoid? Don't be a cunt. <laughs> don't be a dick don't be arrogant mm. um and just be very respectful of i guess your higher ups mm. so avoid disrespecting other people um and stay in your lane yeah that's literally probably one thing i would avoid not doing you know it's yeah. like stay in your lane and avoid being disrespectful to everyone else because you get a bad rap your name will fly around as quick as possible and you, you're not going to get very far I see it all the time yeah. people that like or don't even make time for like you know the, the lower DJs or people that are just starting out even their fans like they just yeah. and then they get noticed straight away and they don't go too far so you, you, you bang on the money just be a nice person show support I reckon that's the one key to sort of getting your foot in the door at the first bit 100% um, if there was one thing you wish you knew starting up and that you know now, what would it be? Oh, man. Okay, well, I'll be honest with you. Us DJs don't get as much pussy as you'll think. (laughs) 
And I think that's some, one thing I wish I <laughs> I knew before getting into this shit. Yeah, you're 100 right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just don't think I play my cards right. Um, look, I think one thing I wish I knew was probably is probably. Um, oh man, I, I think the more serious you take it, uh, the more you'll get out of it. Mm. So, and I think that's something. And I, I mean, I think I took it seriously, you know, to an extent, and I still do. Yeah. But um, there's people out there that I think just do it for a hobby. Mm. And they kind of expect more out of it. Um, so I think one thing they should know, one thing, uh, you know, I wish I knew is probably just go all guns blazing. You're young. Just have a crack at it. Give mm. it a year or two, three, you know, as long as you can. If it doesn't work, maybe yeah. start looking around else or whatever or, or keep <laughs> doing it as a hobby. But yeah. go for like, Have a go at it. Yeah. One thing I, I, I think I wish I learned was, yeah, just uh, like it's pretty tough. It's a long road. It's, it's a long thing. It's a long grind and... Uh, yeah, unless you build sparks, nothing really happens overnight. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, sprint. No, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It is exactly yeah. right, man. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't just happen overnight. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. Um. All right. I just want to talk a little bit about your music, man, because I know you've you had a lot of success with your um, number one Beatport chart um, tunes. The um, you know, the Huntsman, um, Sky High, um, you know, Lick It. All those tunes that sort of went off. It was about a year or so ago. I think I was stalking your sound. Cloud. I know you've got heaps of bootlegs and stuff. I think you just released one recently, that yeah. Miracle one, which we were just talking about offline. That was yep. sick. Um, is there any more originals or anything coming out that you're working on that you could talk about? Or Probably not so much originals at the moment, but I do have a lot of edits and, and bootlegs again. Yeah. Um, the original side of things is, is a little bit slow, to be completely honest with you, because I'm just kind of trying to find that new sound at the moment. I know we're all, we're all sort of heading towards a bit faster heavier style of tunes mm. and I'm adapting to that at, at the moment. Mm. Um like I've got three or four songs at the moment that are way quicker, way harder and way probably more f- fucked up than like what I've ever really made. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it's like techno, but it's sort of like that fast, minimal techno-y stuff. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I'm, whatever it is, man, I'm enjoying making it. Yeah. So you can expect a lot of bootlegs, edits, and then probably originals coming out of that because some of the bootlegs I'm making, if I just got rid of the acapella, I've, I believe I've got an original pretty much there. Yeah. So uh, you'll probably hear original stuff, but all the marketing and pushing that comes with originals, I just don't know if I can be fucked doing too much anymore, to be honest. Because <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it yep. that people probably don't understand. I mean, it's more than just sitting down making a song and then then what? You know, you got to then distribute it on Spotify. you got to get plays. If you don't get plays, it's like the algorithms are going to pick up. So there's a lot of shit that goes into it that people don't understand, mm. um, which at the moment I can't really bother with. I'm happy to sort of doing TikTok videos with my music in it, SoundCloud free downloads, just keep the DJs happy with music, yeah. and I'm happy doing that. Yeah. But originals will come back for sure. Yeah, no, well, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head with the algorithm. I see these tunes, with these big DJs releasing these epic originals, right? And then they sit on SoundCloud with like 300 plays. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, dude, this is like a tune. It should be on main stage. It should be going off. How yeah. is it not taken off? And it's just, yeah, it's how you market it. it yep. The tune could be the best bloody next banger, but unless it gets marketed properly, unless the algorithm picks it up, no one's going to hear it. And that goes back to what I said about um, one thing, if you were just starting out, build a brand. Everything these days is marketing and building a brand yeah so that all ties in 
So you just hit that your nail on the head for sure, bro. Hundred yeah. percent. All right. Well, keen to see um, the next bootlegs and stuff. But uh, you, you sort of touched on this before, and it was going to be my next question. But how do you sort of hear that that you know that um, Melbourne minimal sound that we're all sort of used to growing up? It's 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 been like the staple for Melbourne, and it, I, I think people are potentially sort of shifting away from it. What are, what's your sort of views on that? Yeah, it's. Uh I'm, I'm enjoying what's coming out at the moment from, like, everyone, really. You know, you've got some young guns like Anastovsky. Yeah. Um, I think Markovsky. You know, they're, they're all skis. Um, they're making some heavy, like, techno minimal bangers and stuff. And I'm enjoying that because it's uh, it's fresh it's, and it's something new to hear, you know, because, mm. to be honest, for a while there, we're all going to the same clubs, listening to the same shit music. <laughs> Yeah. Like it wasn't shit, but it yeah. was all very repetitive. Yeah. So it's it's been quite fresh to hear all that and uh, see everyone adapt to it. Um, I think, you know, going forward, I mean, it, it's interesting because like everyone just wants it harder and faster now. And it, it just sort of does like a loop. I'm finding like the music scene goes in like circles. Mm. Um, like, you know, before we know it, we'll probably be back to like those old school trance <laughs> type days like that's all you know you yeah. listen to Miracle by Calvin Harris that's almost like borderline old school sort of trancey yeah you're the second stuff. person that said trance is going to be the next thing that takes off there you go and I think it is man it's yeah. been like a techno-y trancey hybrid I believe mm. I think that's where we're going but I think it's exciting bro yeah because you know fuck what's the point sitting there doing the same shit yeah kicking bass and a, and a rumble <laughs> exactly right exactly so I think uh, yeah if everyone keeps pushing that I guess movement yeah. it'll ma- we'll make something out of it yeah, well, keen to see um, what happens. Hey, I'm really excited about the whole new stuff, the whole big room techno sort of vibe. I think it's going to give opportunity for DJs in Australia to go overseas because yeah. they play techno overseas, and you know they don't always play minimal and stuff overseas. No. It's only it's very niche. Whereas the now it might expand it, so you know some of the the up and comers or even the the, the older guys, whatever. Mm. Um, it might get more opportunities to go overseas and it might be a bit more of an international thing. Well, did you see, what was it? I don't know if you went to Ultra recently and they had Hardwell playing, obviously one of the biggest names of the scene, pulls out Short Round, pulls out Lister, plays their tracks. Perfect. Like, and that's, that's he's like one of the biggest guys and he's just local Melbourne DJ. Mate, 100%. So. There you go. Yeah. So like we're finally getting on the map for the right reasons other than Melbourne Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the first time since Melbourne Bounce, to be completely honest, that, yeah. we're, that people are now like, you Besides know, like Will eyes. Sparks or something. Of course, yeah, of course. Out, but, you know, Will Sparks is Will Sparks. He's in his own league. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the DJ industry a little bit with you. So... <laughs> This is a bit of a touchy subject, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. So, you know, some argue that the DJ industry has become, you know, a lot more about image and branding than it is about actual talent. Like, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but, you know, what, what's your perspective? Because I see sometimes DJs come on and they get booked because they're at TikTok and they have mm. 20,000 followers or something like that. What are your thoughts on, you know, DJs of the scene currently now? I think... Um, I... I think... So uh, it's 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 a hard one to answer because I can really appreciate and respect the people that put the the grind into TikTok and stuff. Mm. Um, because TikTok's just like any other app, man. You got to put in the time, you got to build an audience, and that's fucking pretty impressive if you can pull that off. And you know, you got people listening to your shit through that. That's cool. Mm. Um, and I also think now nightclubs because uh, c- the scene is so stagnant. Mm. Uh, you know, they're playing the same headliners and the same promoters. They'll just if someone's showing a bit of vibe and a bit of you know something different, they'll 
latch onto them and they'll, they'll, they'll book them. Mm. So I have no problem with it, to be completely honest with you. I don't care if you got big off TikTok and then you got gigs. Just as long as you can fucking beat match, <laughs> you know, and as long as you can actually DJ, I have no problem with it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it, I mean, we're in a time now, man, where you can use anything to get your music out. And TikTok's obviously a massive thing. TikTok started as an app that you can actually, you know, for, it's a, it was a music app. Mm. So I have no problem with that. Um, and to be completely honest with you, man, if I had a song that went viral on TikTok and I got gigs off it, I'd be laughing. Yeah. And I think everyone would. Yeah. I just think a lot of people maybe can be a bit jealous and a little bit off it yeah. for those reasons. No, I agree, man. I think if, you, if you've if you put the effort into TikTok and you've got followers, then there's obviously something you're doing right. 100%. And if, if, you're a, if you're a club and you want people to come to your club, what are you going to do? You're going to book old mate down the road or you're going to book the guy that has 20,000 followers. Exactly right. <laughs> At the end of the day, man, clubs are a business yep. and they want to make money. And fuck, mm. if you're, uh, you know, if you've got me sitting here or Tiesto, they're going to book fucking Tiesto <laughs> because he will put more asses on seats than little John Toscano would, you know? <laughs> that's just the reality of it, man. And that's just, uh, yeah. that's the scene. Nah, of course. Um, I want to also talk a little bit about, you put this up on your vlog um, on the, the, the Jono shout and I thought it was really interesting about DJing and having anxiety. So um, I thought you were going to mention how I was talking about the price of cocaine in Australia <laughs> being way too high. <laughs> Well, count. we're sort of on the radio, so I mean, I sort of can't touch <laughs> so, on that. So, play on, play on, play on. Um, yes. but no, so DJing and having anxiety, like, because the big thing about being a DJ is you're a performer, right? You're the, yeah. you're, you, you can't just stand up in front of the decks and just freeze up like that. You're not, no one's going to get around it. People are vibing off you. So, you know, being a DJ, having anxiety, having to deal with that, how do you still put on a show? Like, how do you deal with it? Drink. <laughs> nah, so um, when, when I talk about like anxiety and like having anxiety, like at the, like I, I don't have crippling anxiety. Like I don't mm. stand in front of people and like shit myself. Mm. Like I can hold a conversation and I'm social and it's all good. There's just like things during the week where, you know, like it'll affect me more times than others. Mm. During the weekend, I think, I don't know, DJing, it's kind of a distraction in a little way. It sounds so cliche mm. but like when you're up there man you got to think about like what's going on you got to you got too much to think about or personally i've got too much to think about and that's the way my brain works mm. to sit there and go oh i'm anxious and to be <laughs> honest man yes drinking probably helps yeah. it, it definitely um, liquid courage yeah it gives you a bit of liquid courage um so i find it easy but to, to deal with it and i'm i'll say it mate i'm on these medication that help you know that help i'm on sertraline mate mm. uh and so is my neighbor <laughs> Shout out to Freddie <laughs> Shout out, yep Freddie's uh, a good man um, So man I don't know I, I, it's, it's, it's a hard uh, question to answer I think Because everyone deals with it differently And everyone mm. suffers differently I guess I mean I'm, I'm not sitting here crippled with yeah. it So I'm probably one of the lucky ones Yeah, alright So you just got to deal with the hands you dealt really I think you deal with it in your own way Yeah Deal with it in your own way And if you do If you are a DJ or a performer And you have you know, anxiety and stuff like that You'll find, like naturally, you'll find a way to deal with it. Mm. You can't listen to many other people. It's just the way you'll fall into this little hole and you'll find your way to deal with whatever you're going through. Um, and yeah, I'm sure you know, you'll know you be fine. And if you're struggling, man, go speak to someone. That's probably one of my biggest things. I spoke to a guy, Brett. He was a fucking legend <laughs> for like a, a month or two during COVID. And yeah, definitely speak to a psychologist if that's what you need because it's uh, definitely helps. life-changing. Yeah. Man, I respect that because, you know, not many people are open about that stuff. People try and hide it in the closet and it's something we need to talk about more as DJs. So, you know, yeah. I respect that you're sort of open about all that stuff because, you know, it's not something that's easily well, talked about. Man, everyone's, about. Like, everyone's got some sort of, you know, 
anxiety or some sort of, um, I don't know. Everyone goes through, you know, these phases growing up, man. We're at this age of, the world's pretty <laughs> fucked up at the moment, to be honest. Like, it's hard. Like, we're growing up at a pretty... Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say we're growing up at a tough time because people going to war at our age, you know, 50, 60, yeah. whatever years ago. But, like, we're still struggling because, like, cost of living is through the roof. Um, COVID ruined a lot of people. So, like, we've had to deal with our own stuff. So, I think it's normal and it's got to be spoken about. Don't be ashamed to talk about yeah. your feelings, man. I mean, it's uh, it's normal. Yeah, definitely different times for sure. Um, all right. <laughs> You you obviously mentioned you drink a little bit when you DJ. <laughs> I mean, we all do. No one's no one's uh, perfect here. But mm. what is the most messed up you've ever been when DJing, and did it work out? <laughs> so I can't. No, yes, it didn't work out. <laughs> I can't really like pinpoint one night where I was like super like messed up. Okay. Because uh, probably in a few, but there was one night in particular. I think it was Cloud Nine's like, she was her tenth birthday or something. We had lockdown playing. I think press play was playing. I was playing after lockdown or before in one of the. And I remember like two minutes before my set, I had to run to the bathroom and just spew everywhere. <laughs> um, I think slightly, everyone was playing. We all went to like one of the boys' houses before. And it was just a, it was a great night. Yeah. But I've never really been able to DJ well, uh, if I mean like super pissed. Yeah. And it's been like that since I first ever started DJing. I just start, you know, you start trying to beat match and everything just muffles up. It's just how I can't do it. It's scary it's weird as like everything just goes blur blur i can't do it Mm. so i've always tried to uh stop at a certain point before starting but that cloud nine night i didn't stop (laughs) and i was vomiting like two minutes before my set and i I played after lockdown he's like where the fuck where have you been bro i'm like wiping my face (laughs) it's like oh sorry man he's had to take a piss (laughs) but yeah i've never like woken up on the gutter or anything i kind of try and handle it as much as i can it's funny though because i I, you see djs in the scene that are messed up and they go up and play these amazing sets yeah i'm I'm the same man i can't concentrate like if you if if i'm on too much stuff and i'm drinking it i'm like nah there's no way i'm gonna be able to get up there and dj no way bro (laughs) yeah you need to have a little bit of wits about you yeah for sure um all right like what do you i'm going to talk a little bit about the melbourne nightlife because i I think we're all sort of going through a little bit of a transitional stage at the moment you know are you getting impacted in the fact that a lot of these clubs are shutting the fact that um you know it's less and less people are going out do you do you find that you're getting less gigs 100 percent i'm finding and it's probably been for the last probably since covid i'm finding i'm getting less gigs in melbourne Mm. um because clubs are shutting down, clubs are tightening down on who they're booking because, like, they're looking after their promoters and stuff, which is fair enough. Mm. Like, they're promoted DJs, I should say. Uh, but the silver lining to that is I've been able to travel and play at some rural interstate places that I would never probably play otherwise. Mm. Like, your Adelaide's, you know, I play Swan Hill a lot. I'm there literally in a couple of nights. Um, I've got, like, a fucking gig in... Bundaberg in Queensland, like Coffs oh, Harbour, wow. like yeah, so Tassie, like all. That. So that's a silver lining, I think, for me, and I think yep. that's where I'm at in my, I guess, career. Mm. Is I, I would rather those outer town gigs. So yep. it's probably worked in my favour, but 100, percent there's it's changed in the in the sense that not everyone's getting as many gigs. I don't think mm. in Melbourne because they're shutting down or rebranding. Um, because we're going through a transitional phase, like you said. Yeah, I know. And um, it's it's interesting you sort of mentioned those rural gigs because I, I remember seeing you post on the weekend. You're like, 
tell me how good of a job it is to DJ yeah. when I've got to travel home like six Dude, hours or something. I was shit. in Portland, man. I was in Portland. Uh, I woke up at 9 a.m. and I got out of there as soon as I could via McDonald's. And I actually put up that story while I was at McDonald's drive through because it said like four hours and 14 minutes to get home. <laughs> and I was pretty hungover. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me. Like, I've got a four hour drive ahead of me and I'm like, my head's kind of splitting and <laughs> mouth dry. Oh, I can't say that on the because <laughs> on the radio. But um, yeah, there was a bit of a, uncomfortable areas in my body driving home. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I think the caption was "Tell me DJing's the best job." Yeah, when you've got this drive ahead of you when you're hungover, sort of thing. Yeah, so, so you still it, love the rural gigs? Still love yeah, I do. <laughs> I do, but if they could fucking fly me there next time, that'd be great. Oh, so they don't even put you on a flight. Not for Portland, um, but for most of them they do. But not for Portland. I think Portland, same as uh, Swan Hill. It's like it's an awkward place. If you want to fly to Portland, you sort of have to fly to Mount Gambia, I think, mm. and then get to Portland, which is like two hours away, I think. Same with like if you have to fly to Swan Hill. You have to fly to Mildura and then drive two hours anyway to Swan Hill. Yep. So you may as well just drive four hours yeah, and okay. just cop it. I mean, it obviously the fee covers it a bit. They give you accommodation and stuff. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I work at it. I work for an airline. They should be flying yeah. me fucking cheap. <laughs> Dogs. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's quite funny. But you sort of touched on the fee and stuff. Like I, I understand that if you're going further out and you're going to those rural gigs, you're obviously wanting, um, or usually you'd, you'd get paid a little bit more and, mm. and, that, and that sort of thing. But can we talk a little bit about like fees? Obviously, I don't want to know numbers or anything like that, but I just want to know like the conception of being a DJ, do, people, do you think the money is as exciting or as much as what people think? <laughs> oh yeah no probably not i mean especially locally like in melbourne you know the money's love i'll say it's fuck all really like it's maybe a couple hundred bucks mm. if uh if you're maybe a headliner um really? it, it could range from a couple hundred bucks to a, f- a few hundred bucks then that like you can for a headliner really for headline. yeah it's not much in melbourne it's because there's so many there's so many to choose from yeah they don't have to travel far and they've got the monopoly over the DJs. It's like, oh, if you don't want to play here, then fuck off. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, oh, shit, okay, it's the supply and demand sort of thing. Whereas, obviously, rural clubs, man, they get us once a month, so you can ask for more. Mm-hmm. And they have more money because, you know, everyone's probably going to go out because it's once a month. I mean, they're not they're not having, like, the, the, the novelty is still there of, mm-hmm. of going out once a month, whatever. So... What was your question again? Well, just, uh, just, just more, just wanting to know if the money is, is as good as is people it, think it is. Uh, not when you start out, definitely not. But when yeah. you become a headliner, the money can be good. Yeah. Um, if you're smart with it. Because you, uh, you, you just mentioned before you also do a, have a day job. So like, yeah. a, is, you obviously need to survive with your day job as well to, to be able to you know, afford to live and, and survive. Essentially, you can't just survive just off DJ. Well, it depends, like, it depends on case by case, man. I mean, mm. personally, I probably couldn't survive off like, renting and shit and living mm. off just DJing at the moment. Um, but there's, uh, there's other people out there that 100% could. Yeah. So it's just it's case by case, whatever you, whoever you are, however big you are. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't see Sparks yet. They're throwing a hammer around. <laughs> you know, like he's all right. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but how long do you reckon it takes to get to that point? Like you've got to be granted for years and years. Yeah, and years. but again, like it goes back to the whole TikTok thing. What if you go viral overnight? I mean, you could be sweet in in a mm. month, but you're right. You have to hit a certain stature and a certain uh, point, I guess, uh, to play headline gigs and bring people to that club yeah. to, to demand that money. Yeah. And that's when you can probably start living off it. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. I'll never forget, bro. So I've got an older brother that no one knows about. 
probably because he's way smarter than me. He's a lawyer and he lives in London, right? Mm. I work at the airport in Melbourne. You do the fucking maths, mate. <laughs> he's, and he actually told me, because I remember when I first started listening to the bangers, he got me onto him. And he's like, man, like, I was like, oh, I want to do this. Like, you know, Sparksy, he done it. I'm going to do this. I was like 15. And mm. he goes, you know, mate, like, you got to be really good to make like a living off this. I was like, fuck off, Ben. You know, no, mm. you don't have, like, whatever, you don't know anything. And a young prick I was. And now I sit back and go, yeah, he was right. <laughs> Like he's very right. Yeah, I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, so yeah, no, nah, it's probably not great at the start, but mate, it, it, yeah, you put in the effort and then stuff, you'll, you'll get the rewards. Yeah, eventually, it's just the grind, eh? Grind it. All right, I'm going to ask two random questions, and then we've got to get into some music because we've been talking forever. Um, what do you think is the biggest misconception about DJs? So if you tell somebody you're a DJ, what do you think people think? Well, like I said before, they reckon we swim in heaps of vagina. <laughs> I mean, or if you're, you know, into the other stuff and you just swim in that. It's not true. Like, it no. can be true, but uh, yeah, maybe I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> and also, um, like, it's not the best lifestyle. Yeah, I wouldn't true. think. Like, overall, it's not a great lifestyle. Yeah. I think the misconception is, oh, you know, you go party, you get paid to party, you get paid to, you know, hang out with chicks. Like, it's not that. No. And I haven't experienced it at the level of, you know, some other artists, but I can only imagine how hard it would be having to fly, like, multiple times a week to gigs. Like, that would be, it'd take a toll on your body, man. Mm. You know, you go on one flight, bro, you wake up hungover, <laughs> you know, jet lagged, yeah. going to Adelaide. Like, <laughs> imagine having to fly around the world just to go to gigs. Like, it'd be tough. Yeah, well, that's, you know, Avicii's the biggest one in history that I think we know about. Yeah. He, he just got burnt out because he was just... That's right, man. And, then, and know, look what happens, man. Yeah. Like, it gets too much. So, I think the lifestyle and the amount of attention you get um, is probably a misconception. Yeah, okay, true. And final question, man. What is the most cooked thing you've ever seen behind the deck? So, you're playing a gig. What's, like, the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? Would you believe me mm. if I said to you, I was at a rural gig like four or five months ago, man, mm. and I looked over and a girl was sucking some guy off. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing and the most hectic thing I've ever seen. In the middle of the dance floor. No, so they were sort of in the corner of the room. <laughs> I mean, they probably thought they were hiding, but dude, she was sucking him off. <laughs> I'm not going to say where it was. But um, that was probably the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it did turn me on, though. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, I tried to get a number, but she didn't fucking give it to me. <laughs> and you're the DJ. Yeah. <laughs> See? Misconception, bro. If, if it was true, she would have given me her number. Oh, but she did. <laughs> Just old mate in the corner. Yeah. All right, All right man. Look, um, we'll get into the tunes, man. Let's but what should it. we expect to, to hear from your set, man? I'm going to play some of those bootlegs edits that I was talking about before. Um, I'm going to play, I, I guess, sort of like a typical set that you'd hear from me at these rural joints. Yep. Um, heavy, minimal, fast sort of shit like that. Yeah, awesome, man. I'm keen, I'm keen to, to hear it. some of these bootlegs and um, some un some unreleased stuff that yeah. I know you've got. Yeah, let's do it. All right, please welcome Mr. Jono Toscano. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Somebody finds it, just let me know 
don't you just listen for a minute? Listen? You listen.
the one and only Digo Double G. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Da 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 You know I'm mobbing with the D R E. Yeah yeah was Jono Toscano. Well done, dude. Thank you, man. That was my first ever gig. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did pretty well, man, for your Uh, first gig. Pretty nervous, man. (laughs) Freaking out. (laughs) All right. um, Look, man, it's always good to catch up with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Let's just shout out your social, shout out your gigs. Where can people find you? Dude, so you can find us on Instagram, Jono.Toscano. That's J-O-N-O dot T-O-S-C-A-N-O. TikTok, Jono Toscano. Same as my Instagram. Uh, my gigs, uh, Snapchat if you want. Yeah. See, there you go, you know. Um, is JTOS, JTOS. Uh, my gigs, I've got, uh, I'm DJing in Swan Hill this Saturday. Um, I'm DJing in Area Mornington tomorrow night. Wow, yep. Uh, and then I've got a few gigs. I've got a gig in Bundaberg, Queensland. I've got a gig in Coffs Harbour coming up, Mildura, uh, Tasmania. That's, yeah. All over the place, All man. The place, Busy, yeah. man. Far yeah. out. All right. Well, people can find you. Hopefully, you're coming to a club near you. <laughs> if not, fucking book me. <laughs> That's it, man. Well, look, any last words before I let you go? Yeah, thank you for having me, man. You're a legend. No, thanks, man. appreciate that. And, you know, always good to come on and have a bit of a chat. But that is it for Open Deck this week. I'm going to be back same time, same place with another top 10 DJs of Melbourne. Have a well, great- they won't be as good as me. Sorry. <laughs> Have a great weekend, guys. Catch you later. Sorry, later. <laughs>